Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, Defense Secretary Esper is publicly conflicting with Trump on the idea of using the 1807 Insurrection Act, of basically using federal forces to put down this uprising, as they call it, is he said, it is sometimes okay, but this is not one of those times. And just as the first pass on that headline, I noticed that it's a very common thing that we see in the Trump administration is that people in the inner circle, people who he's selected, can contradict him publicly, which to me is really should be unheard of. It's very unprofessional. Even a company wouldn't work that way. I think they do it to make sure there's a lot of conflict out there, even within the own, the right wing or, or how, whatever inner circle or whatever team you think you're on, you can have differing opinions. So I think there's conflict there. And I think it also is a demonstration and a false one that these individuals at the highest level or the second highest level or the third highest level of government, genuinely have their own positions, their own opinions, their own ideologies. They voice them, they express them, they're fully vetted. There are two sides to these issues, and they are really in a knockdown drag out within the rules from a purely ideological perspective to get it right. And I think that's all BS. I think it's kabuki theater because they know exactly what they want. They're all on the same page or they're, or they're just supporting players, and that's how it goes. Yeah, it's an expression of the Republican who is not a complete Trump loyalist. Yeah. Yes, not the never, never Trumper, but I'll give him a fair shot. Totally. It's that schism within the party that they're trying to cultivate, keep people maybe still in the Republican circle thinking there is something going on there. Tucker Carlson hitting Jared Kushner. There's a lot of infighting here to make it look like this isn't really the Republicans. So if I, I've always thought that if Trump makes a big mistake, a lot of Republicans have some cover because there's so much dis discord in the within the community. So I did do a little a little bit of legwork on the 1807 Insurrection Act. And uh, another thing which really peeves me, it's somebody picked up on that I tweeted out, this, the Trump is not the commander in chief unless called into actual service. So I'd like to read the two short passages in the Constitution that make that clear. The 1807 Insurrection Act what is, a, is a big exception carve out to a later law. 1878 Posse Comitatus Act. So the Posse Comitatus Act is well known because it says the military cannot be used as law enforcement within the United States. But the 1807 Insurrection Act is uh, assesses whether the if there's an I have the wrong page. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's the civil order, insurrection, or rebellion. If there's civil disorder, insurrection, or rebellion, they can, federal troops, whatever, can come in. It's, it is usually, usually used with the consent of the state. The state cannot handle it. Occasionally, it's used against the wishes of the state or certainly against the political 
feeling of the state, particularly in enforcing federal desegregation. But previous to that, I think it was used to put down Native American uprisings, to put down labor uprisings, to restore order after Hurricane Hugo and the L.A. riots. But it's usually used with cooperation of the states. And this would be a case where it wasn't. It can be used for insurrection against the state governments. It's also, also often thought of at that way, but it all can, also can be used for an insurrection rebellion against the federal government. Now, Bush, George Bush, in 2006, tried to expand this power, or in conjunction with Congress, tried to expand this power after Hurricane Katrina by saying... It was called, I think, the the enforcement of the laws to restore public order. That's what this was kind of an amendment or an or a companion to the 1807 Insurrection Act. And it was quickly repealed. But what it said was the government can go in to restore order regardless of what the states want. And that was kind of a blanket thing that I, you could still read the Insurrection Act as saying that, but this was explicit and it's been removed. And the analysis from the army and all that was that you're, you have to do a tiered response. So what some of these more, like the Pentagon guy, I'm sure is thinking you have to start, it's the subsidiarity I always want, is that you have to start at the bottom and work your way up. So Trump is invoking that. You, you would have to think about the details. I would say this is not a national insurrection, so you could address it at the local levels and should be addressing it at the local levels. But I wouldn't say this act is clear that that is not applicable. One thing that is driving me absolutely crazy, though, is when people are saying that Trump is the commander in chief. They always say that the president is not the commander in chief unless called into actual service. So I just want to read like two, three sentences out of the Constitution to clarify this for people. Section two of Article two starts with these words. The president shall be commander in chief of the army and Navy of the United States and of the militia of the several states. So he can even control the militias. That implies that it's from an outside invasion so that they don't all do their own thing. But anyway, when called into the actual service of the United States, when called into the actual service of the United States. Now I had a tweet who said, well, who would call him in? He's just calling himself in. That's how it works. That is not how it works. I, I respect, it was a respectful treat. I res tweet, I respectfully answer it. And then, but if you go to section eight of article one, it says the Congress shall have power, and then it enumerates the powers of Congress. And towards the end, it's this, to declare war, grant letters of mark and reprisal, and make rules concerning captures on land and water to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to that use shall be for a longer term than two years. They always have to reappropriate the army funds. To provide and maintain a navy, to make rules for the government and regulation of the land and naval forces, to provide for calling forth of the militia, to execute the laws of the union, suppress insurrections and repel invasions. So Congress has the power to provide for calling forth the militia to execute. the Okay. And then also Congress has the power to provide for organizing, arming and disciplining the militia and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States, reserving to the states respectively, the appointment of the officers, the authority of training the militia, according to discipline prescribed by Congress. Congress is trying to do that for, for cops now. Uh, et cetera. And then it starts talking about the district that will be blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. So they can bring in the, the militia. They are the ones that call these things into the service of the United States. And they too would call in the president as the commander in chief. So they are supposed to declare wars. They're supposed to make these declarations. They should. They're sitting. They're able to sit. They're communicating. They're passing laws. There's no reason they shouldn't do this. People say the War Powers Act augments that, enhances it, clarifies it, defines it. That's an act that was a response to Vietnam and and Nixon. It's it's highly controversial. But even then, I don't think it neutralizes or even attempts to neutralize that power there. So he's not the commander-in-chief unless he's calling to actual service. This is something the Congress needs to address before he is empowered. It's not such an emergency that Congress cannot meet. I just wanted to get that out there, though, because people throw this stuff around. You read the articles, and you should know. It's, it's actually tricky. Like, what are emergency powers? I have, I have concluded that an emergency power maybe doesn't use the same legislative process, but it can't be a power the government doesn't already have. So that's interesting. But this is a process that I've said all along. If if Congress can pass that stimulus stuff, then we get our our Bill of Rights. If they can pass that stimulus stuff, they can declare the war. And it's looking like they're going to pass more stimulus. Oh, did you see that? I, I'm, I was absolutely sure they were going to from the very beginning. And boy, do I have something to say about that. But what it, what did you see? That, I just saw like, a few yesterday? headlines. It was talking about how much it, the question wasn't really whether it was going to get passed. It was how much are we going to get this time? Are we going to get more? I absolutely want to address that right now, even though I've taken up more than my fair share of of time already. But I just want to point out a couple of things that what I think what I really think is happening now is and it stems right from should we use the insurrection act? Should we do this? They're getting boots on the ground in a big, big way. Big way. They're setting a precedent. They're putting them there. We always thought they'd have martial law by the election. I think they're doing it because this stimulus package, whatever it is, there's it's going to be, people are not going to like it. They're not going to like it. It's going to be big, big money. It's going to bankrupt this country. You have, the f- taxes are going to go through the roof you now understand there's an exit tax. If you want to give up your citizenship, they take like half your money that you cannot get your money out of this country. And then when Ron Paul was saying, oh, walls can keep you in, it's people laughed him off the stage practically. But these walls can keep you in. And and a little trick that they're using by overpaying people that $600 a week on top of unemployment, now small businesses can't get their employees to come back. So what do they do? They're going to go under or they are going to have to automate, or they're going to have to give them that $15 minimum wage. So this is a backdoor to that minimum wage, to automation, and I think it's all jump-starting that fourth industrial revolution. Not that we didn't see that from day one, that they had all these agenda items, but I think they're really just jump-starting everything about that fourth industrial revolution and things that they wanted anyway, the minimum wage thing, the UBI, and... uh I I think that this the next stimulus or whatever is coming down if they're going to declare bankruptcy or whatever they can't they're not going to declare bankruptcy but I think that people are going to start waking up to how out of control and desperate the economic situation is or maybe food prices are just going to skyrocket or there's going to be food shortages or there's going to be electricity but I electrical problems somebody tweeted me already there was a blackout they they gave some blackout for some reason related to the riots oh to keep people from seeing they blacked it out so that people could not ride. But of course, Where was light that? is the... Somebody tweeted it at me. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. 
I'm not even sure it said where it was. But of course, if you leave your porch light on so someone doesn't break into your house. Light is the enemy of crime. So yeah. it's a terrible idea to do that. And then you can start fires that way too. I mean, this stuff is all bass backwards. And I would say, I still go back to, it's a financial collapse and they need boots on the ground. Well, boots on the ground, they certainly have right now, everywhere in the country, as the shutdown, the coronavirus shutdown turned curfew shutdown due to the riots has extended in Atlanta for the rest of the week. So it's not and just extending tonight, tomorrow. Now, just like we had when we were dealing with the pandemic, COVID. we're waiting to see, oh, we're extended again. We're extended again. How long is it going to last? before the information is in. And if you look at all this equipment, it really boggles the mind what capacity they have, that they have, of course, been planning this entire time to be able to put down a mass insurrection. And one question was raised, will people be, will the cops, will the military, will the National Guard shoot on their own people to put this down? And if it were an uprising against a bailout or financial collapse or mismanagement at the highest levels of government, I think a lot of those guys would lay down their arms. Some people are calling upon them to lay down their arms. But since it's a black versus blue thing or an us versus us thing where people are scared under attack and it looks like they're coming to the rescue of people who are being rioted upon by other citizens, then they feel like they're keeping the peace in a way they're justified. They're not thinking it's us versus them and I'm an us. Yeah. They're saying it's us versus us and I, I, this is my job. Yeah, the riots, the the protest, there is a difference in the protest and the riots. I'm not clumping those two together, just to be clear. But right. that has gotten right-wingers to, as you, you've called this out plenty of times, that's gotten them to be okay with calling in martial law because they see it as stopping Antifa. They see it as stopping the destruction of the country. It is destroying the country, but it has gotten people to take positions that they otherwise never would have taken. And they've been trained to do that when they were, when Republicans or right people in Texas and stuff were set, were opposed to the militarization of the police. They were opposed to a, a loss of state autonomy in these kind of matters. Now they're 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 saying by any means necessary. I saw that BLM was saying by any means necessary, which is a very civil rights era incendiary thing to say. Yep. But now you're you're kind of going to get that mentality on both sides. It's really yeah. tragic, tragically brilliant. When and, one, it's, and it's yeah. so clear. It's like the report from Iron Mountain. There's no morality, no ethics, no humanity in the people who wrote the thing. And that's what I feel like who's writing these scripts now. At yeah. the, from the highest level, the guys behind the scenes, the guys in their ivory towers, the guys at the in, in behind Event 201 and those that that's what I'm talking about. When one side recognizes that the other is taking a by any means necessary approach, then they too take the by any means necessary approach. It serves itself. And I want to tell you about a story that illustrates the problem going on across the country right now, right after this word from our sponsor. What's up, guys? With everything going on in the world right now, it couldn't be a better time to grow your own food. Or if you're like me, to learn how to grow your own food. Something that I've wanted to learn how to do for a long, long time because I want to learn how to live a more sustainable lifestyle. That's why I'm thrilled to have found Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, one of the most welcoming, friendly, and truly helpful places that I have ever been to in my life. They offer affordable, high-quality garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feeds, chicken feeds, premium pet food, just about anything you can think of, and they got it. And they got it at affordable prices that the big box stores cannot compete with. And the best part about it, 
is that they're locally owned by a fantastic group of folks who are happy to answer any growing or planting questions that you may have. It's the kind of personalized customer service that a beginner like me needs. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Neighbors Feed and Seed. I would hang out there all the time if I could. They would have to kick me out, which they wouldn't do because they're too welcoming and friendly to do it. It's that kind of place, and you can feel it as soon as you walk through the door. So if you are in the Smyrna area, go to Neighbors Feed and Seed. I promise you, you will thank me later. Maybe I'll see you there. In the meantime, you can check out their website at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. That's NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Or if you have any questions, give them a call at 678-653-8838. That's 678-653-8838. And make sure you tell them that the propaganda reports see you. I also want to say that the guys over at Neighbors have put together a special seed packet bundle for listeners that consists of a lot of non-GMO seeds, enough to start a mini farm, basically. And you can get that for $27.99, a price well below the typical price that you're going to find. And you can even get 10% more off of that if you use the discount code PROPAGANDA. And included in your package, you're going to get some instructions, you're going to get some sticker swag, and you're going to get a personal note included in every single order. So check that out. Coupon code PROPAGANDA. They're doing e-commerce now. You're going to love it. Okay, so there was a story about a guy named Grant Napier, who has been a play-by-play announcer for the Sacramento Kings for the past 22 years, since 1988. Sunday evening, A former player, DeMarcus Cousins, tweeted at him saying this. He said, at Grant Napier Show, what's your take on BLM, on Black Lives Matter? The response later came from Napier where he said, hey, how are you? Thought you forgot about me. Haven't heard from you in years. And then in all caps, he typed, all lives matter, every single one. The next day, he suddenly resigned job he had for 22 years for two decades 22 years and by everything you can find on social media a dream job of his he also got fired from the radio station show that he hosted as a sports show and then he later came out and he apologized he said he was wrong he did the same thing jimmy fallon did jimmy fallon came out and used his monologue to talk about how wrong his character from 2000 was where he impersonated chris rock this guy did the same thing you're seeing a lot of this everywhere you're seeing people during the protest you're seeing them go down on one knee and beg for forgiveness from the protesters good isn't that a real classic setup question though hasn't that been a kind of gotcha question do you still beat your wife kind of question that is exactly the the question yes and the person who tweeted at him to marcus cousins this guy used to criticize cousins when cousins played for the team he's the announcer demarcus cousins tweeted lol as expected so he set him up he knew it was going to happen intentionally as expected yeah and it's it's a terrible question because the question is Do you understand there is inequality, racism, injustice, disparate outcomes, all that? That's what the question is. Yes, yes. But from a literal textual point of view, we are all about that. The ultimate goal is that all lives matter and that there is equality. And so it's it's really it's a it's a it's almost like a connotation denotation issue with the language. If you woke, it's Orwellian is what it is. Oh, is it? Explain. It's Orwellian in the fact that the meaning of that statement that's perceived by those who get mad about people who say it, it's, I mean, for everybody, really. I the, feel the, the Orwellian meaning is not, it's not in the definition, it's yeah. not in the word, and it means the opposite. 
it means an evil thing instead of meaning a good thing. I don't I don't agree with that. I think I think Orwellian does mean that it's the opposite. I think this is a is an is a an ambiguity deliberately set up question where yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I just I, I feel like Newspeak was just literally opposite. Black is white. And that's that. If, and this yeah. is something different from that. If a guy woke up from a coma, he'd been in a coma for 15 years, and he and saw, he and he that, saw a headline, context, yeah. Sacramento right. Kings announcer fired for controversial statement that all lives matter, yes. he's going to go, did I wake up in the twilight zone? Yes. What's going yes. on? And, yes, well, if you want to go down that road, then maybe it is, it is... It is a a stepping stone, depending on how devious the very uppermost echelons of the elite are that it maybe it, it is a stepping stone to that. It's like what Bastiat says, be careful. Somebody asked me to find the quote and I, I have to read the whole damn book again, but it's be careful that you're not just swapping places with the people you are in this case, protesting against. So you have to be careful. That's why fundamentals are so important. And that's why I lay this on the feet of Irving crystal and his gang who, who, the left and the right have two ideologies. The left is a collectivist ideology and the right is is a individualist ideology. The left, you can manipulate in certain ways. Irving Kristol brought that type of ma- manipulation to the right by disconnecting them from always using these individual principles as a touchstone. He, he said, you can get them to have a war. You can get them to get an economy. You just have to lead them like sheep. So... If you are going to disconnect from objectivism, even or objectivity, objective, right and wrong, on the right, which is what he did, they, people don't know how to deal with this. They're vulnerable. Yeah, people don't know how to deal with it. And that that's the overarching point that I want to make about this story is there's been a lot of stories like this. It's created this environment that you're not supposed to say that thing that if it were 15 years ago would seem like a perfectly nice thing, regular thing to say. And there's the story I told yesterday about my friend who pointed out details of the autopsy report that came in and simply pointing them out and asking questions that will be asked by the court got gang attacked on Facebook to the point where he blocked almost everybody and he was like depressed and upset and it was, I mean... It's very upsetting yeah. when you get and there's there's the Jimmy Fallon thing, apologizing. It works like this. Somebody says something that is then, or does something in the past, not even right, doesn't even have to be current. And that thing is taken and then is put it put in today's context and is used to say that that person is a bad person. And then after that, they apologize and they become evangelical for that cause and they speak to other people like them in their messages. They say, people like me, I used to be like you. You need to see the way. You need to learn from people. And... I want to know what impact this has on the public when they see a story like this or they see a story like Fallon or they see a story like the Facebook one I told where somebody says something that is so divisive right now, but not necessarily might from their perspective might not seem divisive, might seem normal because maybe they don't understand how it's used symbolically. And they see that people are losing their entire entire careers and being just attacked online and offline smeared. That's going to make people shut their mouths. That's going to make people not have their first amendment right because of the social pressures that are being put upon them. And that's not only going to make them do that. It's going to make them become 
evangelical advocates for the cause that they might, might not necessarily agree with completely because they fear that if they do not attack others enough, that they themselves will be perceived as being one of the others. That might go with what Van Jones was saying about the Central Park Karen, who's really just a fraud. Yeah, and yeah, she really yeah, just exactly. walks around saying stuff she thinks people will like her for saying, and she doesn't really mean it. And that goes to that. But the thing about dipping into the past, that's a really important point because this idea that they can collect everything you've ever said or done without a warrant specifically looking for a thing for a reason is exactly this problem, is that you... You don't know what a future context is. You don't know what something, how something could be misunderstood or intentionally misconstrued later. You don't want to always be paranoid like that. And that's why I, I, I think there's a real debate on whether you should leave up statues of people who were considered leaders at the time were were honored then you can understand you understand context changes now if you put up somebody who was if there's a a statue of like a fraud somebody who lied to his people yeah take it down but it's painful but there is it, it is a very important i think civic thing to understand and i would say it's important to understand it so that you actually continue to have your touchstone of true objective morality because if you look and say, look, that guy was popular. But then when people came to their senses and realized that slavery is an abomination, then you have to think about the things that we do in this world that are legal, that are abominations, and maybe criticize harshly in the future. Don't just go along with the crowd. Yeah. I, mean, I know you always say that. Yeah, it, it's... There is so much just going along with the crowd right now, and it's so powerful, the, the effect that social media has on it, the virtue signaling. It's just unbelievable. And the energy, the physical and mental frustration and pent-up energy of having been locked in your house for two yeah. months. People will come out just because it's a place they can go out. You're not allowed to go to a bar. You're not allowed to go to a barbecue. But you could go to a protest. Right. You, That's an essential go. service, you're protesting. you just to get out of that. It, it is. It is. That's what I, I know. was saying. But that's only one I kind of saying. protesting is. Only yes, one kind that's what of I was saying. I want the First Amendment back. I really, really do. God bless them yeah. for asserting their First Amendment rights. But it's so obviously ginned up to, to I mean, the, the fact that they can they can direct and sculpt and curate how people are behaving from locking yourself down to wearing a mask to protesting. And as per what you read yesterday, that they have it in their power to manipulate riots. I, I mean, we're kind of running out of time. You want me to read that again? So I got it right here. I would like you to, yeah. This is from, I said CIA, it's from an OSS manual, which predated uh, the, the CIA. It was a little older than I thought. And this was about training agents to stir up civil unrest and one of the this is one of the point headings it says if it is to be an impression of spontaneous and widespread revolt my okay so it's supposed to give the impression of a spontaneous and widespread revolt so i'm, I'm just going to be the guy yeah, no, who go for it. what you yeah. say <laughs> minor subversive activities at widely scattered points are planned and numerous outbreaks committed simultaneously Thus, at a predetermined time, civilians at various places break windows, man with a black umbrella, 
Yeah. So, okay. So everybody in different, like almost like cells, but they're send a different individuals, little nothing's happening. They're sending people out all over the place at a predetermined time to do something very bad and poignant. Yeah. Civilians at various places break windows, start fires, start street fights, and start <laughs> oh my riots. Gosh. The guy with the black umbrella broke the window. Somebody else started the fire. Uh-huh. People are start- Wow. Left and right, people starting street fights. Judicious and effective bribing of police officials can help in the successful staging of street fights and riots without endangering the security of the agent because we have to keep the CIA agents safe. The police can be bribed either to stay away from the scene until it has developed into a riot of its own momentum or to make wholesale arrest of innocent bystanders and thus create the impression of greater participation in the riot than actually existed. Right. So when you saw people in little smatterings of real, genuine, peaceful protests around the Arbery thing, not wearing their masks, you pointed out that since that's a fucking crime, <laughs> you know, those people are not getting even censured for it like the lockdown people were who were obeying all the rules. So there are people six feet apart protesting lockdown with their masks on, getting getting uh, villainized, demonized. And these people, so you you maybe thought it was just an oversight, or but it's but by that OSS report that could have been deliberate. But we're yeah. and conspiracy theorists. There's a bit an article today from the Hill. Conspiracy theories abound. I'm like you know why conspiracy theories? Because you're putting them out there. You're putting the craziest stuff. You're only. I remember every every false flag that ever happened. And I know when they do and when they do not put that stuff out there. And I will point out that the minute I saw the black clad guy, I said, why are they letting us see this? Yeah, of course, there's a guy in a full black outfit and a black umbrella to shade his face. And a gas mask. And a gas mask on a professional (laughs) high grade gas mask, breaking windows as though he's on a mission and then walking yeah. away. And, and oh, I can't Briskly. It. It's just like he has blinders on. Did they mention that in the article? I only got halfway through. I mean, that's something. And when it started saying it's a Russian plot, I was like, yes, I they can't. started bringing it back to Russia. I that. saw I that. Can't read Russia it. did just, it. See, just for the record, I hate reading the news and always have. So you're <laughs> yeah, welcome. I hate <laughs> Everything right now is a false flag. There's Antifa pretending to be right-wingers, right-wingers pretending to be Antifa, yes. pretending to be black. Everybody's pretending to be their opposition and so that they can try and represent their opposition in the worst possible way. And the, and the media just goes right to that. It's unbelievable yep. what's going on. And a lot of these people protesting are young people. I shouldn't say protesting. A lot of these people who are getting baited or paid or bribed into rioting or maybe genuine people anger. People are turning out. Yeah, the crowd causing them to riot. They're younger people, and there is a record of all of this stuff, as I've been talking about, being recorded on their own phones that is going to affect their future. If Stacey Abrams' social media and cameras were like it were back then when she was leading some protests at Spelman, we would have a very different perception of her. Oh, she probably liked that, though. Maybe. So... Because people don't realize the depth of that. We have to get into that real soon. I just want to mention that the the three other cops were arrested for aiding and abetting murder just now. That just happened. Came across the wire from the, in addition to Chauvin, who I wonder if we will ever see again. We absolutely have to, 
uh, during the page 15, I want to tell you what, what you said, maybe Obama's coming to speak. I want to say, I want to identify that there are real policies. There are policy objectives here and I'm trying to figure out what they are. Yeah. I'm not going to hold my breath and wait for the pictures of those other three police officers to be shown as much as the one of the first police officer arrested, because that would undermine the divisive narrative. All right, guys, stay safe out there. Seriously. If you go out somewhere in the city or in suburbs, spreading suburbs, be careful. Don't drive near crowds of people because some crowds are swarming on cars and you don't want to get stuck in all that. You don't want to try and speed away because you're trying to get away from people and be framed to someone who's plowing through people. Just be careful out there and do not give in to the pressure to fight with people. I am have, have, actually changing my philosophy of life. And it falls around that. So I'll tell you that that'll be a big bonus for the patrons. All right. Great. <laughs> I can't wait. Next. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com, your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we drop every day that we do a DNB, then you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to y'all in the patron 15.